With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Go Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, I got a couple of different things I want to talk about this week. Uh, I guess first off, we can start with the SEC uh, basically having discussions about having their own playoff. Like how arrogant do you have to be as a conference like that's just that's just arrogant um you know i'll be the first one to admit that um football is mainly a southeastern sport but i will acknowledge usc oregon um you know some of the better west coast teams i mean it's been a while since we've had a really dominant west coast team but and I will acknowledge California for being uh, one of the three best states for uh, college fo- high school football and college football uh, players. Um, but I-, I just don't know about the SEC, man. I-, I just feel like sometimes they're overrated. I think sometimes they get the benefit of the doubt. And just from when... Auburn went undefeated, you know, what, 15 years ago, 16 years ago. I knew then from that point on that um, that it, it was never going to be a time where SEC team went undefeated and they didn't get into the playoff. I think, I think if Vanderbilt ran the table, Vanderbilt would get in there without a doubt. Um. You know, I, I back in the day that I mean, ESPN actually analyzed the SEC with with actually you know fair and concise criticism. Now you just you know I I you'll never hear Curb Street say uh, Kurt Herb Street say anything bad about the SEC. I haven't heard him say anything bad about the SEC in the last uh. 15, 16 years when before the last time that I heard him say something about negative about the SEC, he said the SEC was down. And that was the year Auburn went undefeated. And uh, I just think they're a very arrogant conference. I, I, I will admit they produce the most NFL talent. They probably are the best college football conference uh, in the country. Um, but Again, I just don't feel like just because they're this and they're that, they should get two teams into to the playoff. I, I just I two teams for the, from the same conference should never play for the national championship. If you don't win your conference championship, you shouldn't be in the playoff. 
And I just think this is really just a money move for the SEC to even consider having their own playoff. I think it really ties into them wanting their own expansion. Um, I'm sorry. I, it really ties into them wanting expansion so they can get more SEC teams into the playoff, thus bringing more money into the SEC. Um, so, I mean, I really don't care. I, I, I'll be the first to admit that I like watching SEC football. I don't have like a favorite team, but you know, the rivalry games in the SEC, I always watch those. And I've been pretty much doing that all my life. So it's just not going to stop. I'm a SEC fan, but you know, my boys, Florida state, as you very well know, go nose podcast. We're not in the SEC, so it is what it is. Um, Florida State picked up a offensive lineman from Charlotte. Um, I, you, you guys know I'm bad with names. I've never seen this guy play it down, but just based on his size, I think you would put him at guard. I think he would should take that right guard spot. Um, I think you you put him with. Lyles and Gibbons, I think you got a solid, um, you know, um, interior line group right there. Um, you know, I've been I've been huffing and puffing about the offensive line for the last what is this May going into June, the last five months, really the last three years that I've been doing this podcast. Um, and it has to be a point of emphasis. I, I went back and watched the Florida State-Clemson game in Clemson when we hung 52 on them. We didn't have a particularly dominant offensive line that day, but they were light years ahead of, you know, previous offensive line groups. And I just think, you know, there was just an attitude there. There was a um, want to to be better. It was a want to um, not be the reason why we lost that game. And, you know, we just have to get back to that. Um, it's, it's really culture for this Florida State program. We lost our culture. And uh, I, I just hope that this is the year that we we – take off and and I like I said I don't think we're going to win 10 games 11 games but I think you know 7 and 5 8 and 4 you know be in every game be competitive in every game don't get ran out of any stadiums including our own then I think we might be all right um um I mean, that's really it. I, I break down the team pretty much every week. Um, so there's really nothing else really to add on. Uh, I think offensively, we got a long way to go. Um, but like I said, I everything's predicated on the offensive line. I think we got good receivers now. I think we got a nice stable of running backs. 
I think we could have used some improvement at tight end. Um, but it's, it, I just want to see what kind of scheme he's going. Mike Norvell's going to run now since he's got, you know, some of the guys, you know, that fit his scheme better. So it's just going to be really interesting to see um, how that works. Defensively, I think we're going to be pretty good. I think on every level of defense, we went we went and got some guys that can help us win. Defensive line, linebacker, secondary. And I look for the defense to be pretty good. I'm not going to say great. I think they can be pretty good. Um, as far as the recruiting for 2023, y'all, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you would know that I don't, I don't get into the whole recruiting thing, following kids and, you know, doing all that crazy stuff. I just wait for them to sign, become Seminoles, and then... We just go from there. My my attitude is that get them in, get them on the weightlifting program, get them on the nutritional program, and just see where it goes. I think Nick Saban made his comments about Texas A&M because he feels the walls closing in on him. I mean, he, he probably feels like, hey, we can't go all over the country and get whoever we want at this point. Because although I feel like uh, college football athlete or um, excuse me, high school recruits, the very best of them for the last however many years have gotten paid to go to certain places. I didn't really think I, I really think it became more prevalent when Nick Saban got to Alabama. And, you know, they, they've really had a monopoly on those type of players the last, what, eight years, nine years. And Texas A&M, you know, has uh, entered the chat room. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I, I love when SEC teams go at each other like that. Um, I, I want to see, obviously, my guys, Florida State, get back. But like I said before, I think it's in today's college football, it's going to be a hard road. It's going to be a long road to get back. Um, you know, if this was 10 years ago, I, I think we could do it, but... It, it the game has changed so much in the last just the last ten years. Okay, money has always ran this sport, but it's it's becoming more and more obvious now. Um, and let's just face it, Florida State doesn't have a billionaire, you know, in the background to to do what we want to do so we have to go get lower end four stars right you got high end four stars and you got you know borderline four stars 
And that's the market that we're in. I don't think we're going to get like the class where we had uh, Derwin James and Tavares McFadden and all those guys. I don't think we're going to see that type of classic unless, you know, we just go on like another 28 game winning streak, which was ridiculous in of itself. Um, so winning will bring in recruits. That's for sure. Because if you're a recruit and you're going to a winning program and your team is on TV every week, you know, a recruit wants that exposure. So it's really going to be um, imperative for this season that that Florida State at least win seven games. I don't I don't really see them I didn't see them beating Miami last year. I'm just gonna be honest honest with you. I was thrilled to death that they won that game. But I I had Miami as one of the losses. Now with the team that they could potentially put out there this year that's a seven, eight win team. I think your interior line is going to be very good. If this kid that they got from Charlotte, it, you know, if he just, if he's anything, I've never seen him play, but you don't just bring a guy in to Florida State if you're not, you know, a fifth year senior transfer, you know, used to, uh, your boy Atkins used to coach him at Charlotte. You don't bring him in unless Atkins knows something. So I'm just going to give Atkins the benefit of the doubt and just say, okay, I think this guy can play. And you you pair him with Gibbons and Lyles. You, you got a nice interior. So I've said it before. You got to find two guys that can play tackle. And I don't feel like... If they put Darius Washington and Robert Scott out there at tackles, man, it's going to be a long road for us this season. Um, But the key to this season is the offensive line. I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It's been our Achilles heels for Achilles heel. For the last six years, we've never had a really dominant offensive line, but we, you know, during our run, we we had better to good to great offensive line play. And we're on the low end of that right now. Now we're probably, I would say, maybe below average. Whereas years past, we sucked. So for me, man, if, if you can get Jordan Travis to stand in, stand in the pocket and make passes and make money throws, that's a win. If he has to run for his life all season, it's, it's going to five and seven. Um, I, I don't know anything about LSU. Obviously, I feel like the Duquesne game is basically should just basically be a scrimmage. You should just go out there and just run pretty much basic offense, 
run basic defense and dominate. You know, it, it should be at least 42 to to nothing at, at the half and you just coast the rest of the way. So, and that's, again, just running base everything. To me, that game, the, the opener, to me, I, I'm, I'm looking at special teams. How are we crisp on special teams? That's what kind of game Duquesne, the opener, should be. It should be a reflection of special teams. Can we, can we snap the ball, place the ball, hold the ball, kick it? You know, are we in the right lanes on kickoff and punt coverage? Um, and that's it. You know, how do we cover on kicks? Can we catch the ball on punt returns and kickoff returns? That's that's what I'm going to be looking at in, in that first game. I'm not really looking at that game as far as like, okay, we got to come out and make a statement. Okay. They should not score, period. And we should run our base stuff and dominate. And special teams have to look very crisp. And LSU, you know, just the last several years, they've produced a lot of NFL talent. So that game is in New Orleans. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tight game because I don't think this is the same LSU teams from years past, from two years ago. This this is a rebuilding LSU team. But even with that being said, they, they've got talent. They don't have 2020 national championship talent, but they've got talent. So you can't go out there sleeping, and it's going to be a close game. I think, you know, 24-21 type game. Um, so, you know... We have to uh, – I, I just want to see the, the starting lineups, um, who they're going to put out there at tackle because, I mean, we pretty much know every other position. Um, I seen something on uh, Instagram about uh, the two safeties, uh, and I, I don't forgot their names, number 10 and number 27, Akeem Dent and uh, – I can't even think of the dude's name, man. I'm sorry. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> and it's only when I'm recording. But they're saying that they could potentially be the best safety tandem in the in the ACC. Okay. Prove it on the field. I don't, you know, I don't really believe in talking. Prove it on the field. Um, Akeem Dent came on last season. Your boy number 10, just from the scrimmage game last season, looked like a player. Uh, Jamie Robinson, I think is his name. And uh, it's crazy, I don't know his name. But he, he looked like a player last season in the scrimmage game. Um, so, uh, I, I it's, it's potential there. No, no lie. Um. I think defensively we're going to be okay. Um, the the number one thing is offensive line and just coaching coaching decisions because, um, you know, Mike Norvell made some bonehead calls last season. 
And we'll just leave it at that. I believe in the guy. I think he's got the program going in the right direction, but he made some bonehead calls last season. I just want to see him grow as a Power 5 coach and show up in big games. That's it. Um, the uh, And I, I know I'm kind of all over the place with my topics, and I apologize, but... I don't I used to have a script. I don't have a script anymore. I just go with the flow. And uh I think NIL is going to create a balance um in terms of recruiting and I love it. I hate the fact that Alabama and Georgia can go into California and get the best guys. I hate that Alabama and Georgia can go into Texas and get the best guys. I hate that Alabama and Georgia can go into Florida and get the best guys. So, um, you know, even if it's just another SEC team that can, you know, compete with them from a money standpoint, I love it. You know, USC to me is the ultimate NIL place, name, image, likeness. It doesn't get any bigger than Hollywood. So, I mean, you would hope – I just don't see Florida State being a player in name, image, likeness. We have to get recruits based on what we do on the field. Um, I think we can get a guy here or there, here and there with NIL, but I don't think that's going to be a big thing for us. Um, So we'll see how it plays out. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. Uh, The podcast is on YouTube. Uh, and on all podcast platforms. As always, go Knowles.